Hello, this is Jim Kilgore, Certified Financial Planning Professional here at 401 Advisor, and I am the host of the 401 Advisor podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the market and the traditional views of asset positioning in retirement and whether they are still relevant in the world today. But first, I want to take a, a minute to uh, wish everybody a happy 4th of July weekend. I hope you're going to get some uh, much-needed relaxation over maybe a long weekend, perhaps, and uh, you get a chance to enjoy the freedoms that we do share in this country as a result of where we live. I, uh, I appreciate our listeners to the podcast and our clients uh, also that listen to us. I wish you a happy 4th of July weekend. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the show host and should not be construed as investment, legal, or tax advice. The information used is believed to be from reliable sources and is not an offer to buy or sell or to participate in any investment strategy. Investing in securities products, including variable insurance, involves risk, including the loss of principal. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. I am a financial advisor with 401 Advisor and a registered representative of Ciros Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Ciros and 401 Advisor are not affiliated. It has been a crazy couple of months for the stock market. After falling into the fastest bear market in history in February, the S&P 500 is back near all-time highs, and that's despite quarter, first quarter earnings for the index cratering 66%, one of the worst showings in history. So where to from here? Most baseball fans know that the New York Yankees are the winningest team in Major League Baseball history. Of the 18,426 games they've played since 1901, they've won 10,378 of those games, or roughly 57% of those. The Yankees also won the most World Series championships between 1903 and 2019. The team has lifted the Commissioner's Trophy a record 27 times. A win rate of 23.5%. That includes the 1994 World Series, which was canceled due to a strike. And in, as impressive as this track record is, it doesn't even come close to the U.S. stock market's track record. Over the past 90 years, the S&P index has ended up, uh, ended up 61 times for a win rate of 68%, or a little more than two-thirds of the time. This means, of course, that the market has statistically ended the year down one out of every three years. It's even rarer for it to sink lower two or more years in a row. Although this did happen uh, in the periods of 1929 to 32, 39 to 41, and uh, 73 to 74, and 2000 and 2001. The implication of this is that it's historically been a winning strategy to bet on the U.S. high-quality stocks over the long term. 
There have been only three major instances when the S&P 500 delivered a negative return for a 10-year period. The two most notable being the Great Depression and the Great Recession. Had you cashed out during any other period after holding your S&P stocks for 10 years or longer, you would have seen a profit. The Fed has declared war on COVID-19. Besides relying on history, another reason why I'm still bullish on the stock market is that the Federal Reserve has declared financial war on the COVID-19 economy. In the words of Jerome Powell, the Fed has forcefully, proactively, and aggressively utilized every financial weapon at its disposal from record low interest rates to unprecedented money printing, and as Wall Street axiom goes, don't fight the Fed. So speaking of low interest rates, in a recent interview with MarketWatch.com, Burton Malkiel, the author of A Random Walk Down Wall Street, which is now in its 20th printing, was asked about diversification in this area era of near zero interest rates. And here is a quote from the article. Market watch. What does that mean for the traditional 60-40 portfolio of stocks and bonds? Malkiel said, I don't think there ought to be a 60-40 portfolio. I think there ought to be a broad diversification. What I have recommended in the new edition of my book is maybe for retired people, the bond allocation might be a lot less. Not that you don't need some safe assets or some income-producing assets, but there may be a better way to get them than through bonds. Basically, safe bonds now do not provide income and in the long run may have some real risk because if we do get some inflation in the future, yields will rise and their prices will go down. What can you do? Let me suggest a couple of strategies that I talk about in the book. One is preferred stock. You can buy a very good quality preferred stock, say like a company like J.P. Morgan Chase, um, 3.48% yield or AT&T 1.02%. You'll get a return of 5% and under current tax laws, the tax is less than the tax on bond interest because of the dividend credit. You can buy a preferred stock ETF and get a 5.5% dividend return. You could even think about buying high-quality, dividend-producing common stocks. Let's say IBM, 2.24%. It's very well covered by cash flow. Dividend yield is about 5.5%. Verizon up 0.64% is 5% dividend yield. In other words, exactly what we at 401 Advisor have been saying for years. High-quality well-researched, strong cash flow dividend stocks may be safer and higher yielding than bonds in today's economic environment. I'm glad Mr. Malkiel agrees. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast and um, uh, we really appreciate our listeners. And of course, uh, we, we hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast so that every week when we drop each episode, you will get notified of the next episode. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. Please send any comments or questions to jim 
at 401advisor.com or bill at 401advisor.com. Have a great weekend, folks.